This is the Daily Podcast Practice Show for Monday, October 4th of 2021. I'm your host, Rich Grimshaw, here to practice the art, the craft, and the sport of podcasting. Podcasting with a capital P. Here's an interesting thought experiment, I think. If podcasting were a sport, what would the game be like? I don't know. I'm not a sports guy. I haven't played a single moment of organized competitive sports in the 24,882 days of my life. Well, 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 maybe. So I played uh, flag football with the fraternity, my fraternity brothers in college, and that was organized and it was competitive. So yeah, so there's that. So I have played more than an hour of competitive, organized competitive sports in my life, but not many. But still, if podcasting were a sport, what would the competition be like? You know, I think I think Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting ought to take that as the question of the month for, let's see, he's already looking for October. So for he could look for November or December. Yep, Dave, the Dave Jackson, I'm telling you. Your question of the month coming up should be, if podcasting were a sport, what would the competition be like? What would be the rules of the game? What would be the rules of engagement? Do we have teams? Solo? How do you how do you separate a uh, a solo podcast from one who does uh, with a co-host or one who does with guest appearances? Hmm. Yeah, that could be really tough. And how would you keep score? Downloads? Well, I guess uh, I guess it's a mystery, and we'll just have to wait for it to work itself out. Okay, let's let's get on from that. That's kind of hypothetical. Today is a National Cinnamon Roll Day. Oh, I wish I'd known this earlier. I would have gone bought a cinnamon roll. Because in the world of pastries and junk food, nothing attracts me more than a cinnamon roll. From the earliest days of my memory, I was attracted to pastries that had cinnamon and lots of sugar. And I still love them today, but gosh, they're just terrible for you, and they pack on the pounds, and it's been an awful long time since I've had one. Imagine, imagine the excuse that I had today to go buy one because it's National Cinnamon Roll Day, and I squandered it because I didn't know. Well, you know, I could celebrate tomorrow. I could, even though I'm a day late, but I could still celebrate tomorrow. So happy... National Cinnamon Roll today. That's uh, interesting that it's not International Cinnamon Roll Day. I wonder why it's just national. And, well, I know why it's not interstellar or intergalactic, because there is no cinnamon that's uh, grown on Mars or the moon or in other galaxies. So I know that answer. So I looked for a, a good word for today. Couldn't find anything. I looked for a notable birthday today. Couldn't find anything. It got my fancy. So we're going to skip those, and we're going to go to teambuilding.com and take an interesting question. And the next one in line is, what is a unique tradition your family had or has? What is a unique tradition? Something that only our family, because that's what unique means. It's, you know, just for you. Although we could stretch the rules here a little bit, I I think we could say uh, a tradition that is peculiar to our family, something that not many families do, but we do. For example, a place that we always gather at a certain time or a certain date. Nope, we don't have that. 
I mean, we all get together at Christmas and Thanksgiving, but that's hardly a unique tradition. Um, oh, oh, here we go. But you know what? What we do when we gather as a family on those times, which are usually Thanksgiving, Christmas, yeah, maybe Easter, we have a stupid game that we play. One of many, but it's called I Want That. And here's what you do. You have a bunch of prizes that you put out on the floor in the center of everyone, and then you take one or two or three decks of cards, depending upon how many people are playing here, and you give each person some number of cards, five or six or ten or twenty or whatever it is, and then the umpire has another deck and they're calling out a card, ace of spades. So whoever has the ace of spades says, hmm, I've got that, and they go and they pick the item that they want. And then another card is drawn, and that person picks from the the, uh, collective booty that's out there in the middle of the floor. And when everything has been taken, then when your card is called, you can go and you can steal something from somebody else. I mean, you can steal it. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty much a unique tradition to our family, although that tradition is in many households within our extended family. So I'm going to, I'm still going to say it's unique. I don't know of anybody that I've ever met who would confess, <laughs> would own up to playing such a game when their family gets together, <laughs> but we do. So yeah, that's a, that's a unique tradition. All right. That was cool. Let's go to another question. I'm feeling kind of sparky here. Let's go to the next one here, which is what is a fictional food that you would most like to try? A fictional food. This is a food that somebody made up, or is it a food that you make up because it's fictional? Um, all right. So right now I'm trying to think of what fictional foods I'm aware of, and I'm kind of drawing a blank. See, there was a movie from maybe the 60s or the 70s called Soylent Green, and I think it had Charlton Heston. No, not Charlton Heston. Who am I thinking of? Hmm, this is going to bug me. I don't know. I don't know the star, the male star of the uh, of the movie. But the the gist of it was they were taking homeless people and grinding them up, and that was that was Soylent Green. It was a a food shortage, you know. The world population had outgrown the ability of the planet to sustain itself, and maybe there was a pandemic involved and nuclear holocaust and heck, I don't know. You know, I'm going to do this. Rather than laying awake all night trying to figure out who was in it, I'm going to look it up. And according to IMDB, the nightmarish futuristic fantasy about the controlling power of big corporations and an innocent cop who stumbles upon the truth. Directed by Richard Fleischer, it is Charlton Heston. Yeah, the stars are Charlton Heston, Edward G. Robinson, and Lee Taylor Young from 1973. Wow. And if you want to watch it on Prime Video, you get to rent it for $2.99 for probably three days. (laughs) All right, so that's one fictional food that I just don't care to eat. And I just don't know of any other fictional foods that come to mind. I mean, what the heck is a fictional food? I have a hard enough time just deciding what real food I want to eat. I, In fact, 
what I normally do is I limit my choices so that I don't have to choose. I just know that there's something that I normally like, and so that's what I get or that's what I have. I mean, for lunch, I've got a handful of places that I'll go. I don't experiment every day, right? And my friend Simple Joe, I think he's confessed to eating chicken and broccoli pretty much every day at lunch because that's what he likes and that's what he knows. So good for you, Joe. I'm I'm glad you can do that. It's something similar with uh, Steve Jobs. I mean, he wore the same thing every day, right? A black turtleneck sweater and jeans because he didn't have to wonder what to wear. He didn't want to have to make a decision. He just put on the same outfit and away you went. Well, lunch is kind of the same way and lots of things are the same way. So that's my answer to what is a fictional food you would most like to try. No, my answer was the fictional food that I would most not like to try, and that is Soylent Green. And that will do it for today. We're not going to wrap this up. I do have my fork here, so we're going to stick a fork in it because we're done. I'm Rich Grimshaw, and you are invited to join me again tomorrow. Thanks for listening.